Welcome to Shelby Podcast, a production of Shelby Systems Media. And now here's your host, Don Olson. Founder and editor-in-chief of Christian Computing Magazine, Steve Hewitt joins us today on Shelby Podcast to help us celebrate our four-year anniversary. Steve, I sure hope you're feeling a little bit better than you were last time I saw you. <laughs> I am very well. Yes, thank you much. That was pretty bad to be sick during the Shelby Conference. Well, we're glad you were there. And uh, why don't you tell us what classes you taught this year at ISC? Uh, I taught two. I taught one twice. I, I taught what's hot and what's not in mobile computing, two of my favorite subjects. Why don't you tell us uh, some of the topics that you covered in that mobile computing class? Pew Research just released a new study that says that 25% of, of everybody who has a smartphone makes that their primary Internet connection. That blows me away. So the point, I think the main point of the mobile computing was to not only uh, what, what phones are best, where are we going with mobile computing, but the importance of churches and ministries realizing that way we're starting to compute now. People are computing with their smartphone that's in their pocket or their purse. That's how they're connected to the internet, which means it's vital that we have uh, Mobi websites or we begin to really develop more apps that work directly with these smartphones. Yeah, and of course you taught the What's Hot and What's Coming class. That's probably one of the most popular classes at the International Shelby Conference every year. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we can look forward to in the near future of What's Hot and what's coming in technology? I think e-printers are really hot. That's one of the things where HP's got these printers now that you really don't even need to have a computer in your home anymore. As long as you've got a Wi-Fi connection or an Internet connection in your home, the printer connects directly to that, and then you have a URL, and you can print right from any smartphone or a tablet or anything anywhere you go. We talked a lot about tablets and where those are going, and the importance of tablets, I think, is really uh, the future of where we're going in computing. A little bit about the cloud and a lot about social networking of course, Facebook and um, uh, how do you really utilize that and the importance of that. You said that you don't think smartphones are going to get too much smarter. What exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, that's one of my predictions. Um, the, the deal is smartphones were really going to be where we were going, except they were very frustrating because of the battery life and because of the fact that there's a small screen. Even though we have multi-touch and, and all that sort of stuff and you can browse the web, they're still really kind of difficult to use. I'm predicting in a couple of years, you'll see that we may all have smartphones, but we don't use them nearly as much as we'll use our tablets. So I think less and less effort is going to be going into cramming more stuff into your smartphone, and we'll just all have tablet computers. So I'm going to love to see that we get more and more powerful tablets, portable, light, easy to carry and use, and phones that maybe I'd go back to a flip phone, just that would answer when I wanted to answer and hang up when I wanted to hang up. I think that's where we're going to be heading. Tablets are really hot right now. Do you think they're going to replace the notebook altogether someday? I think they will. I think they will totally replace the notebook. I think there's always going to be a place for the desktop uh, computer, just like there's still people that are blacksmiths out there. I mean, there's still always going to be a need to have a desktop uh, for a server or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think tablets are going to totally replace uh, the, the notebook. Another thing you talked about and, and you gave some warnings about were cell phone tracking and how that can invade someone's privacy. Can you tell us a little bit about the dangers of that and maybe give us an example? You know, one of the examples I think right now is what's happening in England with that uh, newspaper they just had to shut down because now it's, it's been revealed that that newspaper was hacking into all sorts of people's phones, very important people's phones. So there's definitely concerns. And, and these concerns are, are concerning me as far as a, um, uh, a citizen because our, our courts are now saying that our phones, our cell phones, are open, uh, that if you're pulled over... Um, 
for anything. You're pulled over at a DUI check on the highway or, or they notice you're not wearing your seatbelt. They can pull you over. They can take your iPhone. They can take your Android phone. And they can go through it and look at uh, all your text messages, all your list of voicemails. And they can turn on the GPS app and see everywhere you've been recently. That bothers me a little bit that we're losing some of our privacy concerns with these phones. You know, Steve, it's been in the news lately, but some people still aren't aware of RFID tags and how they can affect your privacy. Can you explain what RFID is and some of the dangers and how maybe you can protect yourself? Yeah, RFID are these itty little chips that can go into anything. They can go into a piece of paper uh, and they can transmit information. They don't transmit it very far. Uh, intentionally, they don't transmit it very far. They're only supposed to transmit the information maybe 8 to 10 inches. But there are readers that can transfer and read that information at a much greater distance. Now, the problem is these RFID chips are now, they're in our um, debit cards and our credit cards, and people are getting more and more uh, enabled to read that information. So they can have a tablet computer, for example, or something that looks like that, and walk by people's purses, walk by people's wallets, and they can grab that information. In fact, I saw a commercial since I've been to the, just two weeks ago uh, for a, an aluminum wallet. Uh, and people are starting to sell those type of devices so that your cards are safe and the RFID information is not getting outside of your purse or getting outside of your pocket uh, because that's a concern. People start to read that information. Cloud computing really seems to be catching on right now. You see it on TV all the time. How long do you think it will be before all the major players have completely implemented cloud computing? And is cloud computing a good thing or a bad thing overall? I think cloud computing is a good thing. In America, we have a problem. We're ranked about 27th in Internet speed, and we're going farther down the list where more and more countries have faster Internet than we do. So that's the biggest hang-up to cloud computing. If I'm accessing all my programs online someplace, and when I operate my computer, which eventually the operating system is going to be cloud, uh, nothing's going to work because the Internet's slow. So it's definitely taken off, but we've got to do a better job of getting the Internet speed up here in America. Well, the e-reader awards really seem to be heating up right now. You see the commercials on television all the time. Do you think that e-books are going to eventually completely replace physical books? <laughs> they'll never really replace. I don't think they'll ever replace the books because there's still the, the, the my generation of people that are going to say, no, I want my book. I want to sit down and, and hold a book in my hand. Um, so we're not going to see it happen in a lot. But right now, yeah, they're, they're out selling the physical books on online stores like Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble, they're out selling them three to one to actual physical books. So there's no doubt the market's going that place. What we may see less and less of is uh, commercial bookstores. If you could give a ministry, as we kind of wrap things up, just one piece of advice about implementing cutting-edge technology into their everyday service, what would you tell that ministry? Realize we're moving to mobile computing, and so you need to start accessing the features and the functions that are available, like texting and polling, and the ability to actually have most of your important information on your websites on a Mobi uh, site, so that they can do online giving right there in the pew when the offering is being given. They can pull out their smartphone and make their contribution through a Mobi site or online uh, registrations. We're just moving that direction. Well, Steve, it sure was a great time talking to you. We wanted to kind of do something special for our four-year anniversary of Shelby Podcast. It's our first time to try a Skype interview, and I think it went really well. Thanks for talking to us. We really enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next year at ISC. I always look forward to it. Thank you very much. Love to be in the pioneering stages. We'll see how this works. Take care. You've been listening to Shelby Podcast with your host, Don Alsop. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time for another Shelby Podcast.